0: Section nineteen of A Book of Sibyls by Anne Thackeray Ritchie. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Miss Edgeworth, part twelve. This review of Lord Dudley's must have come out after a visit from the Edgeworth family to London in eighteen thirteen, which seems to have been a most brilliant and amusing campaign. I know the homage that was paid you, wrote Mrs. Barbold speaking of the event and i exulted in it for your sake and for my sex's sake miss edgeworth was at the height of her popularity in good spirits and good health mr edgeworth was seventy but he looked years younger and was still in undiminished health and vigor the party was welcomed feted sought after everywhere except that they miss seeing madame d'arblay and leave london before the arrival of madame de stal they seem to have come in for everything that was brilliant fashionable and entertaining they breakfast with poets they sup with marquises they call upon duchesses and scientific men maria's old friend the duchess of wellington is not less her friend than she was in county longford everyone likes them and comes knocking at their lodging-house door while maria upstairs is writing a letter standing at a chest of drawers miss edgeworth is delightful says tom moore not from display but from repose and unaffectedness the least pretending person even lord byron writes warmly of the authoress whose company is so grateful and who goes her simple pleasant way cheerful and bringing kind cheer and making friends with the children as well as the elders many of these children in their lives fully justified her interest children whom we in turn have known and looked up to as distinguished gray-headed men Someone asked miss edgeworth how she came to understand children as she did what charm she used to win them i don't know she said kindly i lie down and let them crawl over me she was greatly pleased on one occasion when at a crowded party a little girl suddenly started forth looked at her hard and said i like simple susan best and rushed away overwhelmed at her own audacity the same lady who was present on this occasion asked her a question which we must all be grateful to have solved for us how it happened that the respective places of laura and rosamond came to be transposed in patronage laura having been the wiser elder sister in the purple jar and appearing suddenly as the younger in the novel miss Edgeworth laughed and said that laura had been so preternaturally wise and thoughtful as a child she could never have kept her up to the mark and so she thought it best to change the character altogether during one of her visits to london miss edgeworth went to dine at the house of mr marshall and his daughter lady monteagle tells a little story which gives an impression and a kind one of the celebrated guest everything had been prepared in her honour the lights lighted the viands were cooked dinner was announced and some important person was brought forward to hand miss edgeworth down when it was discovered that she had vanished for a moment the company and the dinner were all at a standstill she was a small person but diligent search was made miss edgeworth had last been seen with the children of the house and she was eventually found in the back kitchen escorted by the said children who having confided their private affairs to her sympathetic ear had finally invited her to come with them and see some rabbits which they were rearing down below a lady who used to live at clifton as a little girl and to be sometimes prescribed for by dr king was once brought up as a child to miss edgeworth and she told me how very much puzzled she felt when the bright old lady taking her by the hand said well my dear how do you do and how is my excellent brother-in-law one can imagine what a vague sort of being an excellent brother-in-law would seem to a very young child we read in miss edgeworth's memoir of her father that mr edgeworth recovered from his serious illness in eighteen fourteen to enjoy a few more years of life among his friends his children and his experiments his good humor and good spirits were undiminished and he used to quote an old friend's praise of the privileges and convenience of old age he was past seventy but he seems to have continued his own education to the end of life without affecting to be young he exerted himself to prevent any of his faculties from sinking into the indolent state which portends their decay and his daughter says that he went on learning to the last correcting his faults and practising his memory by various devices so that it even improved with age in one of his last letters to mrs beaufort his wife's mother he speaks with no little paternal pleasure of his home and his children such excellent principles such just views of human life and manners such cultivated understandings such charming tempers make a little paradise about me while with regard to his daughter's works he adds concerning the book which was about to appear if maria's tales fail with the public you will hear of my hanging myself mr edgeworth died in the summer of eighteen seventeen at home surrounded by his family grateful as he says to providence for allowing his body to perish before his mind during the melancholy months which succeeded her father's death maria hardly wrote any letters her sight was in a most alarming state the tears she said felt in her eyes like the cutting of a knife she had overworked them all the previous winter sitting up at night and struggling with her grief as she wrote ormond she was now unable to use them without pain. edgeworth town now belonged to lovell the eldest surviving brother but he wished it to continue the home of the family maria set to work to complete her father's memoirs and to fulfil his last wish it was not without great hesitation and anxiety that she determined to finish writing her father's life there is a touching appeal in a letter to her aunt ruxton i felt the happiness of my life was at stake even if all the rest of the world had praised it and you had been dissatisfied how miserable should i have been and there is another sentence written at bowwood very sad and full of remembrance i feel as if i had lived a hundred years and was left alive after everybody else the book came out and many things were said about it not all praise the quarterly was so spiteful and intolerant that it seemed almost personal in its violence it certainly would have been a great loss to the world had this curious and interesting memoir never been published but at the time the absence of certain phrases and expressions of opinions which mr edgeworth had never specially professed seemed greatly to offend the reviewers the worst of these attacks miss edgeworth never read and the task finished the sad months over the poor eyes recovered she crossed to england end of section nineteen